Hello, this is Keith, and this is Klezmer Podcast 33 for Monday, April 14th, 2008. Today on the podcast, I have an interview with Fern Lindzen of Toronto, Canada, piano player and vocalist for the Sisters of Shaneville and for the Lithuanian Empire. But before we get to Fern, I have some Klezmer updates and upcoming events I'd like to share with you. The first thing I want to mention is that Podango has updated their Flash Player that I have embedded on my MySpace page, and you may have seen on some other pages around the internet. It's got some cool new features, including the ability to display all of the episodes and to go with a full screen mode. So if you have a chance, take a look at the new Podango Flash Player. Next, I want to tell you about some upcoming concerts and events that might be of interest. The first is a concert by Ed Goldberg and the Odessa Klezmer Band. It's coming up this Friday, April 18th at Borders Books in Princeton, New Jersey. The website there is odessaklezmer.com. Next is a performance by my own group, South Coast Simcha Band. We're having an open Klezmer Cabaret on Sunday, April 27th at Temple Beth David in Westminster, California. We're also having as a featured guest our friend Stu Warshower of the Naples Klezmer Revival Band sitting in with us. The website for this is sccimchaband.com. That's S-C-S-I-M-C-H-A-B-A-N-D.com. And Metropolitan Klezmer will be having a concert on Thursday, April 24th at Drome in New York City. The website for them is metropolitanklezmer.com. And a little bit farther down the calendar in May, Adrian Greenbaum and her group Flight Music is holding a performance on Sunday, May 18th at the Fairfield Theater Company in Fairfield, Connecticut. The website for that is fairfieldtheater.com. Also in May is the Let My People Sing Festival, running from May 4th through 11th in Los Angeles. This is put on by Craig Taubman and Craig and Company. And this year their theme is 60 for 60, 60 hours celebrating Israel's 60th. The website for that is letmypeoplesing.com. And looking towards summer will be the Yiddish Summer Weimar Festival held in Weimar, Germany from July 10th through August 15th. And the website for that event is Yiddish-Summer-Weimar, that's spelled W-E-I-M-A-R, dot D-E. So that's it for the event updates. And now let's listen to my interview with Fern Lindzen. Hi, this is Keith, and this is Klezmer Podcast for Friday, April 4th, 2008. And on the other end of the phone, I have Fern Lindzen, a masterful pianist from Toronto, Canada. Good afternoon, Fern. Hi, Keith. How are you? Doing great. So happy to have you on the program today. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm just delighted. Terrific. Now, I know you from 
being at Clez Canada and from your work with Lithuanian Empire and That's also right. from Sisters of Shaneville. Mm-hmm. So how did you get uh, involved in all these groups and, and coming to Clez Canada? Well, here I was, this innocent jazz musician, pianist and vocalist. And actually about three years ago, um, I was contacted by Lenka Lichtenberg and Isabel Freisberg. And uh, they had been working on, um, at the time, just really Barry Sisters stuff. They had lifted a bunch of arrangements in, in two-part harmony. And they were at the point where they were ready to put a band together and to, um, you know, really arrange the music. So they had heard about me, and they got in touch with me, and they asked me if I'd be interested. And I said, well, I have to tell you, I know nothing about klezmer music, but it sounds interesting, and I liked what I heard, and I... And I and I really liked um, I liked them, so I thought, okay, I'll give this a try. So I decided that because I was going to be writing arrangements for this music and now eventually singing in Yiddish with them, because most of our stuff now is in three-part harmony, and it's it's moved beyond uh, the Berry Sisters as well into a lot of other areas. But I thought if I'm going to be playing this music, I really have to come from a more authentic place with the with the klezmer, and I did not grow up playing klezmer music or listening to klezmer music at all. Um, so um, I went to Klez Canada. I followed Lori Wolf and Kinneret Sagi, and um, they had suggested that I come to Klez Canada. And then I discovered klezmer music, which was a revelation to me in, in a lot of ways. It's kind of uh, drinking from the fire hose at Klez Canada, isn't it? Well, you know, it, but the amazing part for me was but I had grown up, I had gone to um, a parochial school where, you know, we did Hebrew half of the day and English half of the day. And, and my connection with, with, with Judaism was really, or through Jewish culture, let's say, was really through, um, you know, Hebrew, um, you know, through folk dancing and through Hebrew folk music and, you know, Israeli, really actually Israeli folk music. And um, so that was, that was kind of what I knew about. And, uh, in my house, Yiddish was spoken as really a secret, a secret language between my mother and my grandmother. So that was really my connection with Yiddish, which was basically non-existent except in that context. So when I got to Klez Canada, I remember distinctly sitting at my first faculty concert, and I was blown away. It was, it was just like, I tell people it was like my Jungian awakening. It was, I, you know, I just sort of felt like, I, you know, I really felt like this is really where I come from. My mother was actually born in Poland. My father's my father was born in Canada, but his his parents are from Poland. My mother, uh, my mother's family, managed to escape just before Hitler invaded, uh, like six months before Hitler invaded Poland. And and you know, and I sat there and I thought, you know, this, you know, these are my roots: the shtetl, the Polish, Yiddish. You know, it's this is this is really where I come from, sure. culturally. So. It was a real eye-opener for me in, in so many ways, or an ear-opener. And, um, and one thing led to another. I just thought, I, you know, I immediately thought, this is something I really want to be playing. And um, I really want to be doing something with it and finding some way to explore this music and, and take it into, you know, my own kind of, you know, use it with jazz and improvise. And, and so I've been very fortunate to have um, basically played with, the Sisters of Shaneville, and, and then, of course, with the Lithuanian Empire, which has been just so much fun. Right, because I, I've listened to 
um, both those albums. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just so impressed with the piano playing because the the, the klezmer, the straight klezmer is is you, you do there is wonderful. But the jazz on the on the swing numbers, especially with with Sisters of Shaneville, is really on its own great jazz. Well, thank you. Thanks. It's it's fun to switch from one to the other. I I I really love it. You know, sure, and to do there's what such I a with... such a history of jazz in in klezmer here in North America mm-hmm. that it, it's, uh, you know, so common and it, it, they blend so well together anyway. They do. Yes. So, you know, I took, you know, Pete Sokolov's class and, well, you know, it's wonderful to to have people like Pete there. I mean, I, I, you know, and I even, even the year that I, one of the years I couldn't take his class cause there had some kind of conflict. I begged him to, you know, just let me play in his dance band you know, so I could have that authentic klezmer thing, and uh, and Marilyn Learners, you know, did a class last summer, which was wonderful. So, and that was an opportunity for me to really take things even further than I do with the Lithuanian Empire, right? And the Sisters of Shaneville into like a whole other area of free jazz, and um, you know, really, which I do a lot. I, I really enjoy taking certain tunes, like um, in my own. In my own jazz playing as well. I, I'll take tunes like Lustig Hasidim, Hasidim, and the other night I was playing at um, uh, at the Rex Jazz Club here in Toronto, and uh, and 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 I and we took that tune and made it into a very free jazz piece, and went into this Balkan folk tune after that. And I was playing it in the context of a jazz club, not you know in a klezmer, right? Necessarily as a klezmer thing, but actually as jazz so and the audience was uh, pretty receptive to that oh yeah yeah because it's 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 just such beautiful music and um it's uh yeah it's it's interesting to be able to take really this kind of folk music as opposed to you know standards or whatever I think that, um, from my impression, I think that a lot of a lot of European jazz comes more out of folk music, gypsy music, um, stuff like that, as opposed to Afro-American kind of music, which is more American jazz. Right. So it seems that, you know, they didn't have jazz in Europe, and jazz was a North American thing. So mm-hmm. I th- I think this mixing of the different folk musics is, you know, their equivalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. I think it comes from a different place. So, um, so for me to to discover klezmer music and and you know I'm still I still feel like I'm just learning about it. Um, and I'll be back. This will be this this summer will be my fourth summer at Klez Canada. So, and uh, it's a it's a it's a wonderful place to terrific to exchange yeah, ideas with people and hear great great music and play music. And, um, and I'm going to get back to my accordion playing. I bought an accordion last summer to uh, play at at camp. So yeah, it's handier handy to walk around with than the piano. <laughs> yeah, not much, you know, but a little bit. You know, I, I, when I went to accordion class, um, I, I, you know, I, because you know the accordion also, you know, gets really hard to, you know, it's hard on your shoulders, and it's it's you know it it it, it becomes kind of. Uh, strenuous. I actually brought a melodica as well. So I would, when I got really, when my shoulders started to get really tired and my arms got tired in accordion class, then I'd switch 
to melodica. And then when my lips became numb, I'd switch back to accordion. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's the that's problem. With, wonderful. That's the problem Sorry? with trumpet is I don't have anything else to switch to. You know, when when I'm done, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. But that, and I usually keep my keyboard set up somewhere so that I can just go and play with relief. <laughs> right. No, that's the kind of the interesting thing at Clez Canada is I, I've, I know most of the people that you've played with and, and the people from, from the groups you play in, but mm-hmm. the, the circle never got around to actually talking to you directly. <laughs> that's right. I know. I don't know what happened that day. I don't know where it's, I was, but I know you came to, you came to a rehearsal and, but yeah, but I mean, just in it. general, you know, it, there's people that you that you uh, you know have have as a circle of people you you do things with there, and then everybody that's just a, a millimeter away from that you don't see, even though they're they're doing the same thing. Uh huh. I know it's interesting. So, well, uh, we'll have to change that this summer. Yeah. Well, as I catch up to everybody, you know, this way. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, why don't we talk about your uh, musical background, and then talk about your your latest uh, non-Klezmer project. Uh, yes, my non-Klezmer project. Um, you want to? What would you like to start with? Well, right. uh, your musical background in general, and and okay. um, uh, you came to jazz first, and then Klezmer. So, how, how did you even come to jazz? Well, actually, I started in classical music. I was a, I was a, I was one of those serious, you know, classical pianists and uh, singers. And I, when I went, I went to the Faculty of Music at U, University of Toronto, and I was actually a musicology major. And I was really, and my, my, my main area of interest was really 20th century music and ethnomusicology, um, which I, I sort of think is kind of an ironic little twist that it sort of found its way into jazz and even free jazz and now klezmer music as well which is sort of like well that's ethno in 20th century but in a, in a very different non-academic light um so that that's what i was doing and around my third year of university i i actually pretty much accidentally uh, went into a jazz club just, um, you know, a friend of mine and I were walking down the street and we thought, oh, okay, let's just go in this place. Yeah, that could be a dangerous and thing to do. A dangerous thing to do. A da- dangerous thing. It was a very dangerous thing to do. <laughs> because I just sat there and I went, oh my God, this is... Because I had no idea really what jazz was. I mean, to me, I, I really... I thought it was, jazz was just sort of something that all these other people did. I thought it was like boogie-woogie. I didn't know what I thought it was, but... Um, and, and it wasn't something that I could... That I, whatever it was that I thought it was, um, it wasn't something that I related to at all. And I kind of thought you had to be born improvising in order to be an improviser. And, um, you know, and I was a pretty legit classical player. And anyway, so I was listening to this music and I just thought, wow, this is really, uh, this, you know, wow, I've got to really explore what this is because it, 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 it just was something I'd never heard before. And it was a bunch of musicians who, they were inspired by Bill Evans and, and Miles Davis and, and stuff like that. And, and then I started just getting a lot of records and deciding, okay, I'll finish my degree. Um, and then I took a year off and went to Israel and just, I worked on a kibbutz. And, uh, and then when I came back, I started to study jazz with various musicians and started to go to sessions and 
and really try to spend time absorbing the music as much as I could. So that's that's sort of how I came into into jazz in the first place. That's great because you know the, the, most of the people I I talk to, you know, everybody, all working musicians today, you have to play all sorts of genres. Mm-hmm. So even though people are doing a lot of klezmer, they're doing a lot of jazz or or other things mm-hmm. as well because you, right. you know you have to. But, you know, let's face it, you have to make a, a living at it. <laughs> you have right. to be able to well, do a, really, lot of, yeah. a lot of different things. Well, I feel very fortunate now because I, I actually do make a living as a, as a performing musician. And, um, and, and that's pretty rare. And, and I think that one of the reasons is because I have a lot of flexibility and stuff that I can perform, you know, at, at corporate events and private parties or whatever. And, um, and then, you know, be able to express myself with the... With, with jazz and with klezmer music, and um, plus the singing and playing at the same, you know, a lot of piano players yes. just, just play piano. They'll play, yeah, you know, cocktail piano or whatever. But you can sing, right? And especially Sisters of Sainville is is great. And I was listening to the samples of your new project, and and it's, mm-hmm. it sounds the vo- vocals are terrific. Well, thank you. Yeah, I take both equally seriously. Piano playing. I don't think of myself as a piano player. Who I mean, as a as a well, as a piano player who sings a bit, or uh, as a singer who accompanies herself on the piano, I really, I've been really working at both of them to make them both a real integral part of each other, and uh, and I and I'm really I, I feel like um, I'm now I'm able you know I, I write my own arrangements so I, I when I do work on a new tune I can really put a lot of thought into how I want to approach this thing harmonically and whatever in order to really bring out the lyrics. So it really all works together. And, and now at this point, um, I really feel like I can do both. It takes a long, long, long time to be able to, um, you know, divide up your attention in that way so that you can focus both on singing and piano playing equally. Um, I have a funny story about, well, actually, when I was younger, I took... I took ballet lessons, and um, uh, I, this this might seem irrelevant, but the the as, in those days you had live accompanists, and the woman who was accompanying our ballet class would play these Chopin waltzes, and while she was playing Chopin waltzes, she would be reading a magazine, and I thought, wow, that is so cool to be able to play a Chopin waltz and read a magazine at the same time. I thought that was like the ideal to be a great musician. You had to be able to do that. So I would practice. I would take my grade one pieces and my grade two pieces, and I would take out a little, you know, like Mad Magazine, I think was what I was reading <laughs> at the time, or anything like that. And I would try to play my pieces and focus on the magazine at the same time. And I didn't know that what I was really doing was preparing myself for, you know, for, for singing, being able right? to divide up my attention. <laughs> sure. Yes, but of course, this generation of kids... Or, you know, they're 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 having thirty conversations on MSN at the same time that they're watching a TV show, doing their homework. <laughs> so, yeah, that's I that's, guess playing that's piano and reading thing. a magazine is nothing. <laughs> that's right. That's only two things. Yeah. Well, actually, I have to, I have to say though that I took exception to Bach, and uh, it's interesting because I used to, when I played in piano bars, etc., and I would be playing and talking at the same time to people carrying on a conversation. I, I I would I found that if I was playing anything by Bach, I couldn't. I cannot talk and play Bach at the same time. 
that's sort of where I, <laughs> I drew the line of Bach. So. No talking while you're Bachking. Yeah, no talking while you're Bach, that's right. That's talking right. while you're Bach. So uh, I don't want to take too much more time, but just uh, let's take a couple of minutes and, and talk about your new CD. Yes, my new CD, we should. Um, it's called Moments Like These. It's all duets. And I chose to do duets because I love the intimacy of, of, um, of just being in a duet setting. And, and I really wanted to make it like it was an, int- you know, sort of almost eavesdropping on an intimate kind of conversation that I was having with another musician. And I chose three wonderful musicians to play with me. So I have Don Thompson on vibes. And Don was someone who I studied with, and he is a great, great musician. Um, he plays piano vibes and bass but on this one I I wanted him just to play vibes and I love piano and vibes the the combination of the two together Um, so that's that was with Don and then uh, George Kohler who I work with a lot on bass um, and uh, and then Red Schwager fantastic guitar player on guitar so I chose stand some standards that I really love uh, which I arranged I also wrote some lyrics to some things like Wayne Shorter's Infant Eyes, and um, I actually wrote lyrics to Stolen Moments as well, which is the, the title of the album, Moments Like These, although I wasn't allowed to use all my own lyrics, so uh, just for copyright reasons. So I, um, I used my lyrics just for the first part of it, which is like a, a, an add-on to the tune. And um, there's a couple of instrumentals on there that are originals as well. That was Great. a lot of fun to do. And it's getting radio play. What more can I ask? Terrific. And a couple of, and a couple of, this, I just got a review in Whole Note Magazine by Jim Galloway, which was really lovely. I've had a review, and uh, these are local um, things. And I, and I had a, a, a feature article just the other day in the Globe and Mail, which is... That's the big paper. Nice. That's the That's big the one. Big, the big yeah. one, yeah. The big one. Very good. And Canada's national uh, goes across Canada. Yeah, and where would people uh, be able to find the album if they want to uh, buy it or or download it or Or, um, contact you or find your website or anything? Yeah, I guess if you go to my website, which is fernlinzen.com, F-E-R-N-L-I-N-D-Z-O-N, there's links to CD Baby, and it's probably best if people are in the States to go to CD Baby because CD Baby's in the States. It's also, um, you can also download it, I guess, either, I think it's from CD Baby. I'm just checking into that. It's from iTunes, you can download it. Um, and um, it's available in some of the stores like HMV in Canada. Um, and uh, so there's, there's, um, there's links for my website. That might be the easiest place to start. Terrific. And of course, you can hear samples of it. On MySpace, on my on my site, on my website, on my Sonic Bid site, I'm very plugged in. We're we're everywhere. We're everywhere. Yes, I I, I ran kicking and screaming <laughs> to, to the internet, and now I've I've got uh, all of those things going on. That's right, and now we're doing podcasts as well. Oh, that's right. Now we're doing podcasts. So, wow, how au courant. That's right. Okay, great, Fern. So thanks very much for being on the program today. Appreciate your Thank time. You ha- Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And uh, good luck with the CD and, 
and with the uh, Lithuanian Empire and Sisters of Shaneville. Well, thank you very much. That's right. We've got an Ashkenaz festival coming up this year, so we'll that's be right. Back. That's going to be in August, right? That's right. It's it's Labor Day weekend, so um, and before that, the Lithuanian Empire will will be playing at the Shalom Quebec Festival as well before Close Camp, Close Canada. Sorry. Right. Anything else uh, performance-wise coming up? Uh, for me, well, uh, just um, primarily local performances, although right now the Lithuanian Empire are working on a little tour that we can do um, between Klez Canada and then Ashkenaz, because there's about a week in there. So we'll try to do a Montreal date. I think we're going to do a double bill with the Sisters of Shaneville, in fact, and then an Ottawa date, and then we'll see what we can do in Toronto as well. Well, that would keep you busy playing in both groups on the same uh, show. That's right. Well, (laughs) fortunately, we have three days, so hopefully they'll be spread out a bit. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you very much. Well, for Lindsay, Toronto, Canada, thanks very much once again, and we're looking forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. And all the best to you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Tom Kowalski. And I'm Bobby V. And we're The Atonement, and you're listening to Keith Walzinger's KlezmerPodcast.com. Okay, I'm back. That was Fern Lindzen of Sisters of Shaneville and the Lithuanian Empire and her new jazz CD, Moments Like These. Remember, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to be interviewed on the podcast or have your music played, or if you have a recent or upcoming album release you'd like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. The website is www.klezmerpodcast.com. And on MySpace, you can find me at myspace.com slash klezmerpodcast. If you have a moment, please do go to the iTunes Music Store and put in user comments for Klezmer Podcast. That helps my ratings in iTunes. I'd also like to thank those of you who completed the Klezmer Podcast survey. The survey ended on March 31st, and I thank all of you for your responses. So thanks for listening. Stay subscribed, and until next time, bye for now.